0: Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing.
1: All right, everybody, we continue to roll all the way till 3 o'clock today. Jimmy B and TC, you're always welcome on the program at 264 1700. And you can always tweet us, and you can find me at Jimmy B Radio.
2: I'm at Trent Condon. Yes, you are. That's where you can find me. Hot takes all over the place. <laughs> and maybe not so much. You're a hot take guy. You can also get a hold of me on email, TrentCondon at com if you go that route, or uh, send us a letter. Have we ever gotten a letter? Well, you get mail here. Yeah. But uh, a real letter, like from a listener. No. We, I don't think we have. No. I've gotten emails. Emails, yeah. yeah. Tweets. Tweets. we got a lot of tweets. Messages on Facebook. Yes. With the 1,700 pages there. Yep. But never an old school letter. No, I think it's a thing of the past. Did you used to back in the day? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Back when you and Pete Rose were hanging out. <laughs> oh yeah, they they'd send some letters, photos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. that's a story for another time. I guess so. Yeah, we make the smooth transition once again <laughs> into our next uh, game. <laughs> B.J. Rydell joining us here. We're going to talk some Minnesota Vikings. He
3: probably hates us after this. Well, uh, we'll see. B.J., what's going on? Uh, Just currently writing up a letter because I heard you guys aren't getting enough written mail over there. (laughs)
1: That's great. B.J., look, we were really excited to have you on the show today for obvious reasons. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater saw the video of him out on the field. Uh, Is it just kind of a show for right now or how would you kind of assess what you see
3: uh the whole teddy bridgewater subject just never gets old in minnesota huh um you know right now i kind of think it's just a marketing tool at the absolute simplest point for the vikings you know sending out these videos getting all the retweets the free marketing the free just people talking about the vikings and you know the fact the super bowl is going to be there i think it just bodes well in terms of money what they're ultimately trying to do in the nfl's boil it down to one point point is make money. And I think that that's what they're doing with the whole Teddy Bridgewater situation. But at the same time, I think that you watch that video, and if you're a fan of football, if you're a fan of comeback stories, if you're just a fan of, you know, a good kid kind of getting what he deserves, you have to be impressed with the seemingly rapid improvement from a situation where he could have bled out had the ambulance not showed up in time just, you know, nine months ago. And all of a sudden he's taking – you know, probably 20% reps, putting limited weight on his back foot and just kind of going through the motions. But the big thing there is that he's with his teammates and he's doing anything that he's doing the same thing that any other quarterback would be doing right now. And I think that you have to be excited about that if you're a Viking fan.
2: Well, uh, a few weeks back, it was the decision that they were not going to pick up the uh, fifth year option for him. Now, if he does have to sit out this year, they're still able to get that a year that they'll be able to get on the back end here. Uh, explain where you see it right now, contract situation, and, and how this thing is going to play out kind of going forward with both Bridgewater and
3: Bradford. You know, that's what, this is what kind of makes the whole Teddy versus Sam debate fun because there is building up to this point where we might actually get a real showdown and starting to look like. Um, you know, as you, I'm sure you guys are all aware, this took me a while to understand, I'll be quite honest with you. Um, if obviously if he doesn't play for the first six weeks, the contract told Vikings get another year of Teddy Bridgewater without him being able to enter free agency. Sam Bradford's looking at a situation where he's probably going to get the franchise tag, assuming a long-term deal isn't worked out. And I would assume if Bridgewater gets healthy and is, you know, really competing for that starting nod again, I can't imagine that they would do anything other than use the franchise tag on Sam Bradford, which would set up an ultimate showdown, everything on the line for 2018 training camp um, at the new facilities in Eagan here, Um, that would be, you know, that's just, I think that's what all fans should want. I think fans should be cheering for both Bridgewater and Bradford to really give it their all here. Obviously Bridgewater getting healthy, that's an amazing story. It's easy to cheer for that, but just Bradford in general, coming in from Philadelphia, learning quickly, winning the opening night game at U.S. Bank Stadium against the Green Bay Packers, you know, just how impressive he was handling the offense and handling multiple offensive coordinators. He had three of them in total. If you count the one in uh, North, North Turner, Pat Shermer, and then also out there in Philadelphia as well. So just how professional he was and just how he went about his business. I mean, the completion percentage record, you can kind of throw that away because it's not exactly a, um, a statistic that shows how great you are because it doesn't encompass every piece of material that you need. But at the same time, He's completing passes at an extremely high rate. He's keeping he kept the Vikings in games, and if not for a couple of just real stinkers towards the end there against Indianapolis and Green Bay, he's a pretty great season in his first year in purple. And I think that you can make a very strong argument that it was his strongest season today.
1: How will they uh, design the playbook now for Sam Bradford? Is it going to be similar to what last year was, or will they? No. Oh, okay, they're gonna they're gonna overhaul it. Is what you're telling me.
3: Oh, well, I'm sorry to cut you off there. I mean, uh, you know, it's, the difference here is that last season started off with Norv Turner, right? And then he often quits in the middle of the season. Right. And you're going from the Air um, Don Coriel school of thought, kind of the vertical offense that tries to stretch the field vertically and horizontally with a lot of different types of plays, the flood route combination being one of the big ones, um, to a more high-tempo, control the pace of the game, complete passes with regularity and efficiency and just basically allow your, your playmakers on the, on the receiving end to do some damage after the catch. You look at the, the composition of this uh, receiving core, the tight end, and just the backfield that they put together now. You've got a couple of pass-catching running backs in Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray. You've got Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, who you can move slot, outside, split end, wherever you want to line them up. They can go out there and run great routes, and they're extremely dangerous after the catch. And then you bring in a guy like Michael Floyd, who over the course of his career – has seen, I believe it's 22% of his past, his receptions. Somewhere between 19 and 23% of his receptions have been of 20-plus or long. So you're looking at a vertical threat on top of a big-body guy that can really go up and get it in the end zone. And in my personal opinion, he's the first one that the Vikings have had of that kind since Sidney Rice in 2009, um, with the with exception of Laquan look on, look on Dreadwell, who is a little bit of an interesting situation. But the point that I'm making here is This offense around Sam Bradford is going to be designed around efficiency, completing catches, and just letting the playmakers do work after the catch.
2: Well, OTAs get started, Mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of speculation what to be looking for there. Let's start at the running back position. Dalvin Cook comes in. They also spent a lot of money in free agency going out and bringing in Latavius Murray. Uh, How things are going to shake out there after what they did in the draft, and, and a running back spot that's going to look a lot different now with no AP?
4: Yeah,
3: going to be a complete overhaul at the running back position. If you remember last year, worst rushing efficiency in Vikings franchise history in 2016 there. So there definitely was need for an overhaul at the position. Adrian Peterson, in my personal opinion, was a couple of years overdue. Um, you bring in a guy like Latavius Murray, who immediately brings you into co- the contemporary NFL. This is a guy that can pass, protect well, catch the ball out of the backfield. I think that day one, he is your, quote, starting running back. But his biggest role early on in the year, I would say, is being a third down back, pass protecting, doing the little things, the technical stuff that a rookie like Dalvin Cook, who he comes into the league, it's kind of widely regarded that he isn't the greatest pass protector and that's something that he needs to work on. Both Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman have touched on that. Um, So I think that initially you'll see a lot of touches from Cook on first and second down, primary rushing downs and, you know, general kind of. I would say, like, first and ten, second and six type situations. And then when you're, Murray is going to be your bruiser. He's going to be your goal line guy, and he's going to be your guy on third down. So if you're looking at, like, third and five, a guy that can pass, protect, or catch the ball in the backfield, that's the type of versatility that Murray gives you. And then there's McKinnon, who really throws a wrench into everything because of just how explosive his skill set is. And he's more of, you know, I don't like to think of him as a running back. I like to think of him more as an H-back. Meaning that he's more of a wide receiver that simply can line out of the back line up out of the backfield. I don't think he has the uh, the strength, and when I say strength, I don't mean upper body strength. I know his best. I know he's a great bench press guy, but just in terms of his overall body size, I don't think he's got the frame to run between the tackles. T- tackles well. I kind of compare it to what the Giants did three. Uh, I want say like five years ago with Brandon Jacobs, Der- Derek Ward, and Ahmad Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a similar situation there where. Bradshaw kind of plays the change of pace back, which is McKinnon. And then you look at the Bruiser. Obviously no one is as big as Brandon Jacobs, but Murray will surely try. And then you're kind of your, your electricity, the guy that you're hoping to hit the home run, the 40 to 50 to 60 long yard long runs. That's Delvin Cook and uh, Ward there. So it's just that like kind of, an, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be tough to get touches within that threesome because all three of them have talent and they're kind of unique talents. Uh, but as a whole, I would expect all three of them to be involved to some degree, whether, you know, it's primarily as a receiver like McKinnon, as I expect, and or primarily as a between-the-tackles rusher like Dalvin Cook.
1: Uh, Dalvin Cook fell in the draft dramatically. Off-field issues, of course. How has that played out in Minneapolis-St. Paul, or has it?
3: Uh, I wouldn't say that, you know, Rick Spielman took control of the situation immediately. I thought he did a very good job. It's- Pretty, it's kind of standard protocol at this point for Rick Spielman to handle these kind of tough situations. Well, I thought he did admirably. As soon as the pick was made, that one of the very first things that was obviously brought up in the, the press conference that followed was the off-field issues and just the overall reason that, they, that he slipped. Uh, first of all, the, he made it very clear that the Vikings coaching staff and the upper management personnel had no idea that he was going to fall that far. Absolutely, it wasn't even on their radar because they figured that he'd be gone top thirty, even with the off-field concerns, and then with regard to those concerns, they think it sounds like they did a lot of psychological profiling on the kid and they feel very good about him moving forward. The biggest thing, from what I can kind of wrap my head around, is that he had kind of a, an entourage down in uh, Florida there that wasn't really the best uh, for a professional athlete or a guy that's going to be in the media a lot. Um, and I think that he kind of put himself on a pedestal a little bit. When you're playing down at Florida State and you're the man, Uh, you kind of feel invincible, especially when you're a 19, 20-year-old kid and you're rushing for 250 yards all over the place and just tearing up all these SEC and ACC defenses. So I feel like some of it is a maturation thing. Some of it is just a situational thing where the Vikings in Minnesota, you know, very, very far away from Florida there, just a better situation socially for him. And I think that just the professional atmosphere as a whole, um, knowing that he is under contract now. This is his real job, not just the, quote, contract that our – Collegiate athletes like to argue uh, in college with, you know, the difference between a scholarship and being paid and whatnot. I think that he probably will react more professionally, and Rick Spielman made it very clear that he expects nothing less and that they expect him to be a model citizen for his entire tenure in Minnesota.
2: We're talking with B.J. Rydell, Vikings territory, as we go inside the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Over to the defensive side of the football with OTAs uh, looming today. Sharif Floyd, long-term, doesn't look very good. Uh, The latest that you've heard there, and, of course, we're keeping an eye on the former Hawkeye, Jaleel Johnson, drafted in the fourth round. Uh, What you expect out of him? I I know at least a few people over at the territory pretty pumped up when Jaleel fell to them.
3: Absolutely. Uh, Jaleel Johnson, that was the one pick that I nailed for the Vikings. uh, Vikings (laughs) Good work. Got one. Very very adamant about bringing him in uh, during, you know, those private workouts and whatnot. Um, I believe it was at least once on a private workout and at least another meeting after that. So I kind of saw the Vikings honing in on him there. It made a lot of sense based off of where he was projected to go and did end up going right there at the top of the fourth round towards, I kind of saw back end of the third, top of the fourth for him, which was a good situation for the Vikings, so they allowed him to, address both the offensive line and then the running back was the other position that obviously they addressed there. Um, but just Jaleel Johnson's skill set, the versatility that he offers, obviously you guys watched him. He's more of a power rusher at this point. He's going to beat guys with his strength and bull rushing. He, he seems to kind of need to develop some more finesse and just in terms of playing that one technique or that zero, that nose tackle spot that Lindahl Joseph is in, if he is going to be a guy that moves freely between a three tech and those two interior defensive tackle spots. Um, he will need to put on some muscle mass so that he can push around these bigger NFL sized guards and centers. Um, but in terms of just straight up being a pass rusher, I expect a rotational role immediately. Tom Johnson is not a spring chicken anymore. He's coming off a hamstring injury. I want to say he's 33 years old. Um, you know, Detone Jones is kind of a bit of a question mark. He's expected to line up at three tech after playing three, four. Left. Three, four linebacker in Green Bay for the past four years. So you have to wonder exactly how that's going to fit, right. at least initially. So I think that Jaleel Johnson is honestly primed for to get some major reps early on in his career, both in a rotational role, filling in for uh, Tom Johnson at three tech spot. And then depending on what they decide to do with Will Sutton there, uh, the guy that they just brought in from Chicago, um, depending on if he's going to be the backup nose or the backup three tech, you could see a variety of different ways that Jaleel Johnson can be employed and that was a big thing for Spielman and Zimmer this year was becoming more versatile, and Jaleel Johnson certainly offers that. So
2: uh, no Mike Zimmer again. This time uh, another eye surgery that's happened. I mean, it, it's just so odd what, what's happening here. I believe the eighth different surgery that he's had on his eye now up to this point. Uh, BJ, explain this, and, and is it something where if Zimmer would stop the 20-hour work days and actually step away here maybe for a month. Is this something that could help him out down the line and, and give them a full-time coach for next year?
3: Well, let's let's start this off by making it real clear that I am not a doctor by any means <laughs> here. So I've done yeah. my absolute best to understand knees over the last couple of years, given that they tend to explode in Minnesota every so, every now and then. Um, the eye situation is new to me. The anatomy there, just the understanding of the... i tried to read about it, but again, I'm not a science guy. Um, from what I understand is that he is looking at, you know, probably likely long-term effects mm-hmm. from this as, as probably expected after you get, you know, eight surgeries on your eye. I would expect that this is kind of a precautionary measure, um, n- knowing that he isn't needed. To, uh, you know, obviously the Vikings would love to have him down at OTA to kind of set the tone, but he isn't needed there. Giving him this extra rest to really just – the big thing that I heard is that he – Can't look above the horizon line like when he's looking when he's looking straight ahead he can't look up he has to always be looking down and obviously if you're watching football your eyes are going all over the place right so that from what i can understand will be helpful for him in terms of just healing the eye and just allowing that that puffiness and that kind of that reddish look that he's had um for it seems about a year now uh, to help that kind of alleviate that issue and just you know, kind of take some medical pressure off of Mike Zimmer, just allow him to really kick back and relax here before he really has to get down into the zone. So to answer your question, I would say yes, that long-term this is a great idea for the Vikings because they can kind of – they can have doctors check up on them right now and kind of understand where this is heading um, and how severe it is, if it is career-threatening, and that kind of stuff over the next couple weeks here and just really establish what they need to do moving forward in order to have this guy be their coach for – you know, the foreseeable future. Obviously he's doing a great job in Minnesota. He was extended last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Rick Spielman expects him to be his head coach for the foreseeable future. And I think the Vikings will do everything possible to make sure that um, that happens. You know, it might mean moving up into the booth so that he isn't putting as much strain on his eyes or again, yeah. I'm not sure exactly, but just kind of throwing food for thought out there. Um, I don't know. But uh, I hope for the best for that guy. I mean, he is one heck of a coach, and he's a great leader of men. And, I, you know, it would be a real tragedy and very Viking to lose the best coach you've had since Bud Grant uh, due to a kind of a freak eye injury.
1: B.J. Rydell's our guest, Viking Territory, on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. The Black and Blue Division, commonly known as the NFC North, is it Green Bay, Minnesota, and then Detroit, Chicago, fight it out for the bottom? Is that the way that you see it at the moment?
3: Yeah, you know, okay, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of pre- I'm gonna preface this by saying it is late May right now. A lot can change, so I'm kind of, I want to save myself there just in case I say something <laughs> stupid here. But I do think that Detroit is very improved. Um, Detroit obviously made a run into postseason and really came down to one game, and they just didn't quite get over the hump. Um, I think bringing in Jerry Davis and T- Tabor, um, matching up Tabor on the outside with Darius Slay gives them an outstanding cornerback combination to match up with, you know, the Minnesota Vikings, for example, who have a multi-dimensional wide receiver threat and Thielen, Diggs, Floyd, whoever you want to throw out there. So that will help them immediately. And then Jerry Davis, the stay-at-home linebacker they drafted in the first round, this guy is going to be an immediate impact player. You know, they've had some injuries over the past couple of seasons with um, linebacker positions specifically, and just really having a guy that, you know, has been able to stay healthy, been able to stay consistent, and just really plays football at a high level all the time with a high motor, great lead, perfect middle linebacker, honestly. Um, so I'm very high on him, and I think that he will improve that defense along with Tabor on the outside. Now, Jalen Reeves-Maben, another one, um, Tennessee linebacker that was drafted shortly after the fight, he took Ben Gideon, um, that fifth, fourth round there. Um, you know, I, I think that he has the potential to be a very good player as well. I could step up and play some big snaps for the Lions. So, Matthew Stafford, um, it's kind of, can you do it again sort of thing? Can you continue to play at this high level and win these two-minute ball games that Detroit was able to do last season? Or are they going to fall back and, you know, regress the mean and start losing some of those games as we kind of saw the Vikings do last season versus the year prior? So, I'm not sleeping on Detroit. Uh, if I had to line it up right now, I would probably say Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, and then, you know, 50 feet of crap, and then Chicago.
2: <laughs> That's very to kind of you. you. Very, the very great kind of there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. BJ, don't remind me. It's going to be a long, long football season. Well, before that, I am a, uh, though not a Vikings fan, I am a Twins fan. You're back in the Twin Cities now. Are people getting pumped up about this Twinkies team yet? You said, you said the Minnesota
3: Twins, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially with Miguel Sano on the surge that he's on right mm-hmm. now. You know, the player of the week last week, he's hitting home runs left and right. He's starting to look like that real Harmon Killebrew-level power uh, that the Vikings, again, or excuse me, the Twins haven't had in, you know, a really, really long time. I mean, when was the last time the Twins had a true blue power hitter? So people are specifically very excited about Miguel Sano. And just the overall improvement of the pitching staff for me personally I'm just I'm shocked, absolutely floored at how impressive Irvin Santana has been. The guy that I have, you know, really ragged on over the last couple of years because I still cannot believe that the bike or excuse me, the Twins signed him knowing that they had to have known that the suspension was coming. So it's really nice to see him break out at least early on in a big way. Um, He's looking like the ace that they signed him to be. Phil Hughes is kind of still chugging along, and I loved I kind of love to see what um what I'm getting from Jose Barrios right now as well. Um, I saw some of that electric stuff last time he was out there. I'm incredibly, you know, that fastball, the movement, the move, the break on that pitch is just absolutely incredible if he can control it. So I'm very excited about all these young guys. And while I don't expect the twins to contend as they have through about, you know, two months here. Uh, I do expect it to be a lot more exciting down the stretch in August and September than it has been over the last couple of years.
1: Um, we'll let you run on this. I'm sure that you peek in on the Timberwolves every once in a while. Now that the uh, Des Moines and Iowa is officially uh, their NBA D team. I did see something uh, on Twitter where Tom Thibodeau says he's going to take a look at free agent,
3: Derek Rose. Would you <laughs> like that or not like that? Um, I love healthy Derrick Rhodes as much as anyone. Um, he's one of the great, um, flashers that I've seen in recent memory with exception to maybe Russell Westbrook, when he drives in the lane, he, yep. he was virtually unstoppable in his prime. He's never really been able to shoot, which is something the Timberwolves as a team, haven't been able to do. And that's kind of been the hump that they've been trying to get over. So to some degree, I don't really understand it, especially, you know, injury history, obviously big red flag there. Um, Maybe the character concern stuff, that kind of started to come out a little bit in New York during a frustrating season last year. So let's put it this way. I'm skeptical, but the upside is tremendous. And to have him as a probably a rotational point guard with Ricky Rubio, um, assuming Rubio's saturated, there's a lot of kind of moving pieces there. Right? Um, you know, I'm intrigued, uh, but I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm optimistic um, just because I do think that Derek Rose is kind of I think that he's been hurt too frequently and that knee has really taken its toll on his ability to, you know, do what he does best. And that's his footwork and just his ability to kind of cross people over and just break away into the net real quick.
1: It's always good, pal. When we catch up with you, BJ, great stuff. As always, you have a great day. Yeah, you guys too. Thank you. Thanks BJ. BJ Rydell, Viking territory on the draft house 50 hotline Mills civic Parkway. West Des Moines. Good stuff out of him. I just happened to see that come across on Twitter. I, they might have interest in Derek Rose.
2: Gross. That's disgusting. I hope that's <laughs> not the case. Uh, update from yeah. Minnesota where BJ is. The Twins lead 4-1 in the bottom of the fifth against the Orioles. Uh, Barrios has been very good. Gave up a homer to J.J. Hardy. Solo home run. And that's been that's it. it. Uh, and the Twins had two on, two out. Back a half inning go in the top of the fifth. You know, Manny Machado, what a good defender he is. He's terrific. He uh, goes shot down the line, Mm -hmm. bounces off his glove, and luckily pops right into his bare hand. He grabs it, throws to first. Sometimes it's good to be great. Sometimes it's good to be lucky. That was the case there for Manny Machado. That was going to be an error. But when you're both
1: great and lucky? That's when you get plays the like heck that. The combo. Yeah. Jimmy B and TC, we'll open up the phone lines, 264-1700. Again, that's 264-1700 if you'd like to get on with us. We're coming right back. The Big Talker, 1700.
0: The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG.
1: It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen Town Center, West Des Moines. Since
5: 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation. Or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's Wolf construction.net for wolf construction a plus rating from the better business bureau wolfconstruction.net
4: thousands boys and girls clubs of central iowa has long provided the support that helps kids get a leg up on life and now they could use some support from you as part of their club pathways vision to double the number of des moines youth they serve they're close to reaching their fundraising goal for the construction of two new club sites at east high school and drake university please visit bgcci.org and donate today your help will make a big difference in the lives of thousands of kids
0: Hiring is the most challenging part of my job. It's really hard. The searching, the sorting through resumes. Most people don't have the right
5: experience. We started using ZipRecruiter about three months ago. Right from the start, you could tell it was gonna make hiring a lot easier. One click and my job was posted to a hundred plus job boards, all the top sites. All of the candidates came to my dashboard, and it's easy to compare them. Thumbs up if I liked them, thumbs down if I didn't. No emails and attachments, printing up docs, phone calls,
2: none of that. And I couldn't believe the number of great applicants we got. I had the person we needed within one week. I don't know how we hired before ZipRecruiter. Whether you're looking to fill one position or 20, find the best candidates with ZipRecruiter, where your job is just one click away from 100-plus job sites. ZipRecruiter,
4: the fastest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com talent. That's ZipRecruiter.com talent. ZipRecruiter.com talent. See you
0: soon, Jim Brenson, Trent Condon. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG, live from the Wolf Construction studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome back. We roll all the way till 3 o'clock today. Always good to have you join us here on a uh, Wednesday on the Big Talker 1700. Uh, Top of the hour, Sean Tomlinson, Bleacher Report on the NFL. We will spin around the uh, NFL with Sean. I got questions for him, too. I want to see, get his thoughts on what guys might do now that they can have a little celebratory activity ah, after, they, after they score a touchdown.
2: You're looking forward to some of those celebrations.
1: Hey, look, Billy White Shoes Johnson, the fun bunch for the Washington Redskins. I don't want to go Terrell Ow- Terrell Owens by pulling out the Sharpie. I, don't think- I think that's outlawed still. No props. No props. Though you can use the football yes, as a as prop. A prop.
2: As a prop, yes.
1: Does, does that mean, oh, doggone it, the tight end I, who played for the Bears now in Carolina? Uh, Greg blunt, Olson? Greg Olson. Does that mean when he uh, catches a touchdown pass, he gets into the end zone, he can slam the football down on the ground, have it bounce up in the air, and pretend he's uh, shooting it like a duck? No. Oh.
2: No, you you can't use weaponry. That's why the bow and arrow thing. That's, that's I, I understand the gun part. Okay. It's a hunting thing, but but yeah. a bow and arrow. I mean, come on. I know. I mean, yeah. yeah,
1: I love the bow and arrow. Was that the uh, holder at uh, Iowa State that did that? <laughs> it was, wasn't it? it Starcevich. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He
1: did the bow and arrow thing. Well, I don't think he's going to get a gig holding. Well, in the I NFL. don't think so. No, I don't think that he he's have an excellent a
2: hold. holder. Holder, yes, nothing a- <laughs> to take away. <laughs>
1: and he did have a good bow and arrow uh, right, salute. Right. I liked
2: it, but.
1: Yeah, I don't they could
2: probably find somebody in the fifty-three man roster. You that think can so? Hold that can interviews. hold? Okay. All right.
1: I'd I'd put him on the team just because of his celebratory activity. That well, would be decisions good. Decisions
2: like that are why you would make an awful GM. I'd be awesome. No, you wouldn't. I'd be awesome. <laughs>
1: you wouldn't. As a awesome. GM, yeah, I would.
2: So Jimmy B, yes. What are you doing tonight? There's no NHL. No. There's no NBA. Yeah. You hate baseball. You don't want to watch I it until August. hate it. And, and I'm baffled by that because that's when we finally get football going. And while everybody else is checking out, then you're finally checking no, in. No,
1: I'm checking in on baseball. See, but, see, you just said everybody checks out. Right. I'm checking in. Exactly. All right? It's like the Roach Motel. They check in and they
2: don't check out. <laughs> well, you're checking in. I'm checking in. At the wrong time. No, I'm not. I'm R- checking in when it gets interesting. It's interesting now. But what are you doing tonight? Is, is this a movie night for Brinson? Going to be rainy, crappy. I might go play tennis indoors. Indoor tennis. Yeah. So what? You got like a eighty and older league you're in. <laughs> you got a match with Cletus. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that thing uh, in by actually, the weekend. Actually, <laughs> you and Wilbur playing a doubles match. Well, if I play if I play with Wilbur, yeah, I have
1: to run everything down. Oh, Be, not, he can't move. Not, not, a, no, not at three ten. No. Oh, he's no. a big boy. Yeah, huh? he's a big, yeah, he's big dude. Net player. That's it. That yeah, Wilbur's that's a all, net that's player. All,
2: that's all you got. So you got to match. I got to cover. Who? I got to cover. Well, I am going to guess you are playing probably the doubles team of Eugene and Elmer. Is that right? No, no, no. no, no.
1: Elmer's not Eugene is there. Yeah, yeah.
2: Elmer's not. Oh
1: he didn't he didn't make it? No, no, he died last week. So So they're gonna have to when you're in that league they always gotta be (laughs) That's why we're a
2: different kind of animal.
1: (laughs) That's why we have a lot of substitutions in this league. I can imagine I can imagine <laughs> it changes frequently, Trent.
2: <laughs> a lot of new faces and new places. I wanted to bring something up. Okay, as go we for it. Bring yes. it back to the world of sports here. Go for it. Um, so with the NFL, we're going to be talking more of that with Sean Tomlinson coming up here in a little bit. Yeah. Over unders have been out for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've we've had a few of these, but uh they've updated things over. Chris Andrews and our friends over at the South Point. Right, right? yeah. So you're ready to hear the updated numbers. Yeah, I'd like to. Over-under win total in the NFL this year. We know New England, obviously, the biggest. They opened up at 11 wins. Okay. What do you think it's at right now? 12. 12 and a half. Woo! It is incredibly rare that you see a win total from any casino go from one way and move a a, a, a foot, win and a, a f- half. That's unbelievable. A win in itself is a lot. A win and a half, absolutely unbelievable. But they are the favorites. Uh, the highest total there, at twelve and a half. Okay. Uh, right now, as I am scrolling through, one, two, only three. Okay. Only three other teams have double-digit wins mm. for the NFL futures here. Three other teams. Any guesses who they are? Uh, well, I know it's not the Bears. No. no
1: it's, so Sorry, it's, I couldn't pass that one up. It's not the Bears. Green Bay? You know,
2: words hurt, Jimmy B.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> not according <laughs> to our president.
2: Uh, is one of them Green Bay? Green Bay is right at 10. That's where they opened at 10, and they are still there. Uh, though you have to lay a little bit more juice. But, yeah, over-under is 10 for the Packers. All right. Would another one be Pittsburgh? The Steelers are also there. Good one there. They are at ten and a half. The last one, would it be Seattle? Wow, Jimmy B. I'm impressed. You nailed the top four. Did you see this earlier? No, I didn't even. You know me. I'm oblivious to that stuff. All right. So let's take a look at the logos. What do you think the Bears hey, hey, over? T- under? Come on, give me, give me, give me a look. Pro- okay, I, I, thank t- you. I told you it was good. I was impressed. That's just off the top of my head. Well, I mean, I, what do you want? A foot massage out of the deal? Oh, Slow that'd be, down that'd over would be little, Great. Princeton. All right. How how bad are my crappy Bears? Over under win total. Four and a half. It's at five still. Ooh, okay. Still at five though. If you're uh, and in fact, if you're going to go over, you have to lay minus one thirty. Do you
1: really? If you're gonna play
2: over. Interesting. Hmm. Uh the Minnesota Vikings. Eight and a half. It is eight and a half. Damn, Watch I'm out. on fire. You are the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: I uh, haven't looked at their schedule yet. The well, West... what have you been doing? Playing tennis with Wilbur? Yes. And Charles. Charles. Yeah. That's not an old man name. No, but he was a substitute last week. Okay. Uh, He was the youngest one in the group, too, at 71. Um, Chiefs. Chiefs.
2: Nine. Nine and a half. It was nine. That's where they opened it. It's at nine and a half. Okay. And uh, so those are our local teams around here. Also, the Lions, they're at a straight eight right now. Okay. Uh, Some other teams that I found interesting or that have moved a little bit. Atlanta, yes, open at ten, down to nine and a half. Interesting that yeah. that dropped like that. So taking a little under money, you would guess the Cowboys are still at nine and a half. Okay, Broncos still eight and a half. See, I think a lot of people would have had Dallas in that double digit. Yeah, but I did not. You, you nailed it, Jimmy B. You were right on. Uh, Raiders nine and a half. Yeah, I could see that. And uh, this one, the Titans were nine and a half. Now nine. Boy, everybody's on.
1: They are on Tennessee, big time. They
2: are. It's a little scary. It is a little scary. That's that's not a bet I want to jump into with everybody. If yeah, Mariota, wait, wait. if he can continue to develop, he's got another weapon now. As they bring in Corey Davis from correct. Western Michigan. That is correct. Western Michigan. That dude Still, can play. But it felt like a reach at five. I mean, he's a guy that you could have got probably at fifteen. Fifteen. They just didn't find hey. anybody that was willing to move up to five. So mm-hmm. they just said, well, we're going to get our guy. Yeah. Even if it is a reach at this position, we still want to get our guy to come in and be our number one. Running game looks pretty good. Mm. Mariota can run it himself.
1: He can, but do you want him with his injuries the right. last couple seasons, you don't
2: want him packing the pigskin
1: that much. right?
2: Good number, though. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably be right in that 8-9 range anyway with them. Somebody's got to win that division, right? Yes. Every year. And Somebody has to. If you're not a believer to. in Deshaun Watson in Houston, well, then, that's the other place you're looking is Tennessee. Well, you're not you're not, pick, you're not picking Jacksonville to win. Oh, we've been fooled by this too many we, times. We have been. But where last year didn't
1: people think uh, Jacksonville was like going to be here? Yeah, it's it was, been like the last fifteen years. Yeah, they were going to be. I'm a I'm going to tell you who's going to be a
2: surprise yeah, this year. Yeah, Jacksonville. The Jackson, and they stink. Yes. every single time. And the Colts, what are they doing there? I know there are. It's interesting. There, there seems to be a lot of Colts fans here. I don't know if that's because so many people are just Peyton Manning fans. Could be. I don't know if it's, you know, Dallas Clark and Bob Sanders, a couple of Hawkeyes being pretty prominent there throughout the 2000s. I don't know what it is, but I'm always surprised being at a sports bar and just the number of Colts fans that you normally see. I guess it's decently close, but not overly close. The other ones that we talk about more are a lot closer, but you look at them. You got Andrew Luck and it just it doesn't seem like you can figure out what they're well, trying to do Well first
1: off he doesn't have Jeff Saturday blocking for him or Ryan Deem the road grader Well
2: Jeff All, Saturday hasn't been in the league for him. Right, a
1: decade But 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 those guys were blockers for Peyton Manning is what i'm saying okay. Peyton Manning had an offensive line mm-hmm. and one of the biggest problems that they have in Indianapolis is the lack of an offensive line you got a stud quarterback you got to that's that's where your focus has got to be. You got to keep that dude upright. Why is Tom Brady so successful? Well, he's successful cuz he gets a chance to throw. And last year, Andrew Luck was running for his life constantly. So I felt I was starting to feel sorry for the guy because of all the heat that was on him. Indianapolis is weird. Mm-hmm. It really is. I you're you're right. From being such a dynamic offensive force in the National Football League for all those years and maintaining that, and then when luck arrives, they're still top flight offensively, and then all of a
2: sudden they went to hell on
1: a handbasket.
2: I know, I mean the, the infighting that yes. happened there. Yeah. All the negative things that you hear, it's its an odd situation, and you feel bad for luck. I mean, this is a guy yeah, that right. should be putting up, it feels like monster numbers, and it's not happening.
1: By the way, if you decide you're going to plan a trip to Vegas once the Raiders uh, end up there, mm-hmm. the uh, NFL owners uh, committee or uh, approved the uh, budget and the new facility in Vegas at their meetings. So that thing is definitely a go for the Raiders. I did see that Marshawn Lynch, who is now a Raider, yeah. went on a bicycle ride and took about three or 4,000 of his closest personal friends with him. Oh, really? Yep. Tweeted out. Kind of like Rag Bri? Well, sort of. Okay. He just tweeted out that he was going to be downtown at some location, and if you want to ride along with me, like a couple thousand people showed up on their bikes
2: just to ride the streets with Marshawn. So, are you going to do that, Jimmy B? I, I, Tweet out where you're going to ride the bike. How many people you think would show up? Saturday at five o'clock. I'm meeting uh-huh. down downtown, sure, at the Tipsy Crow. Okay. And I'm ready to roll. And I'm going to go and uh, hit a couple of bars. Come with me. How many people are going with Jimmy B? Zero. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. What if you say that you're going to buy around? Probably fifteen hundred. Oh, come on, you know you have that many followers. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not on
1: a mission to uh, gain followers. That's never been my my thing. I'm not there for the clicks. I'm there to have a good time. So, so I'm going to tweet out here in a few minutes. Yeah, that I'm going to be at the farmers market. <laughs> dressed as a cow uh-huh and you can come down and moo with me you think that would have you how often do you go
2: to the thank you how often do you go to the farmer's market uh once a year once a year the downtown one you went know... over by your place uh yeah went over in what's that called west des moines uh Valley Junction? Yep, Valley Junction. You Go to there? there a couple times, I mean, probably three or four times throughout the summer. Guess how many times I've gone to the farmer's market. I've lived here over seven years. Over seven years. Yes, how many times have I gone? Da, 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 carry the one, oh, zero. Correct. Yeah. It's way too early to It's for way too early. Yeah. What the hell? You're still, you're taking the cobwebs out yeah. of your eyes. I got coffee to drink. Well, they got coffee down there. Yeah, but I got to get up and moving first. Yeah. That'll be a good thing for you. <sighs> Man. Get your day started. What? Get to see a bunch of people walking their dogs and pushing their kids around. I get, and, I get that. If I just walk outside, I see people walking their dog and pushing their kids
1: around in strollers. Because well,
2: that's your living in your wooden box out there. <laughs> people are coming by and saying hello. Me and Rocco the rat. We come back. <laughs> we got more coming 2 o'clock hour NFL talk on the other side. We're going to talk a little uh hawk talk coming up yeah, next. Uh, I like that. Some thoughts on Iowa, Iowa State, some news and notes to get into. The Hawkeyes tonight, they play in the Big Ten Tournament, seven thirty against Maryland. We'll talk about that as well as we come back here, Jimmy B and TC, on the Big Talker 1700.
0: Big news, big talk.
2: Join me, Diana Kelly, every Saturday morning at 10 for what's happening in your neighborhood with Inside Iowa. On
0: 1700 KBGG.
2: And this spring, the Home Depot has everything you
1: need to fill it with colorful annuals. Like 1.56 pint proven winners annuals, special buys at three for just 12 bucks. Add a splash of red here, orange and yellow there. Turn that patch of dirt into a work of art and paint yourself a landscape. Get a fresh take on spring with colorful select proven winners annuals. Three for just 12 bucks. Now at the Home
2: Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through May 31st. Guys don't really talk about antiperspirant. Despite that, 91% of Dove Men Plus Care users recommend it. Here's what they said. It blocks the, you know, perspiration, I think is the fancy word. It's comfortable. Uh, <laughs> it smells nice. My girl likes the smell. Well, it's, it, I, I don't know, it's hard. I think it's quite masculine. Uh, my underarms aren't the worst thing at the gym. It's kind of like the Hoover Dam from my armpits, I guess. Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant. Tough on sweat, not on skin.
4: Tonight, I made a Butterball Turkitarian favorite. Bruce is going to flip. Honey,
3: dinner's ready. Whoa, I'm coming. Are we having Butterball smoked sausage? I uh, love that smokiness. Oh, maybe it's those delicious turkey burgers. <sighs> I'm okay. I'm okay. Wait. <sighs> Is that Butterball turkey bacon I smell? Oh, my. Are you okay? Yeah,
5: yeah, I'm okay. Is it turkey burgers? Yes. Is it turkey bacon? Uh Uh-huh. Wendy, which is it? Both. Yes! Butterball, the choice of Turkitarians.
0: 1700 KBGG is ready to let Frontier Airlines take you away with a trip a day in May. Go online to 1700KBGG.com and register for your chance to win a flight voucher from Frontier Airlines. Check out their website for fun destinations like New Orleans, San Diego, or Fort Lauderdale. It's a trip a day in May. Furnished by Frontier Airlines. Low fares, done right. And the big
2: talker. 1700 KBGG.
1: It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines.
5: You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
0: Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
2: Welcome back once again. Jimmy B and TC will take you up until three o'clock. Jim, tonight. Yes. Hawkeyes, yeah, seven thirty Big Ten tournament. Yep. Scale of one to ten. Mm-hmm. Pumped up uh, because it's something local. I guess I'll watch it. What's it do for you? That's about it. Yeah.
1: I mean, come on, it's college baseball. College and baseball, and it's the first game of the Big Ten tournament for mm-hmm. for Iowa. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's what we do. You watch the home team, right? And this happens. Since nobody else plays, mm-hmm. uh, you have no other choice. So I'm watching them. I mean, look, I'd, I'd like to see them make the uh, College World Series. least give us something to talk about.
2: Yeah, give us the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm.
1: But um, you did say that the guy throwing tonight, I just blanked on his name, Schaefer? Yes. Uh, I forgot his first name. Schaefer is pitching mm-hmm. for Maryland. Uh he's the real deal. He's very good,
2: yes. Yeah. yeah. He uh <laughs> and it's funny, so win loss record. Mm-hmm. A very overrated baseball stat in terms of a pitching record. Fair. Somebody goes, Well, he's only seven and three. How good can he be? Yeah. I'll take a little, a little more. Yeah. Take a deeper look here. See the underlying numbers. If I was going to win this game, look, they they saw him a year ago. He threw a complete game shutout against him last year. Mm-hmm. Took him 85 pitches. He threw a Maddox against him. That's when you get a complete game shutout and you do it in under 100 pitches. That's what he did last year against the Hawkeyes, and that was at Dwayne Banks Field and pretty good offensive team that the Hawkeyes had a year ago, too. Yeah, this guy's going to be dealing. You're going to have to find a way to manufacture some runs one thing that uh coach Heller told us yesterday, or on Monday right thought was very interesting is uh doesn't like giving up outs and I remember he said that you know that is a very new school approach to things where back in the day it was always get that runner into scoring position you gotta move him over you gotta advance him you gotta sacrifice and now you look at the numbers and the numbers bear it out. You don't give up outs. Mm-hmm. No, you work to advance guys around and things like that and sacrifice in different ways, but not a strict sacrifice Vice bunt yep. in order to do it. You only got 27 of them over the course of the game, and you don't give them away. That's what the numbers bear out. And even Heller, a guy that you was know, in his 50s now, mm-hmm. he's still willing to look at it and understand. and Make changes. I, I would guess that maybe early in his career, he had a different kind of philosophy. Probably. I love coaches like that. I love coaches that it is not just about the thoughts that I've always had, willing to adapt. I thought that was good to hear.
1: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I also liked at the very end, uh, where he talked about uh, having his star home run hitter with two outs and a runner on. Th- or, I'm sorry, yeah, with two outs and a runner on third, drag bunt to score the run and be safe at first base <laughs> that'd be the ultimate for coach. I mean, that's what he said that's that was, what he wants to see that was great that was he's, great stuff
2: he was telling you their schedule how they're starting off practice yes. and they were going to work on budding yeah. and all these things so i asked him well are you gonna have jake adams up there button yeah probably not
1: no. no no i don't think the big man is going to be doing that
2: 24 homers this year yeah big bopper yep hope he yanks one tonight that'd yeah. be fun They need it. They need it. No doubt about Mm -hmm. it. Uh, Over on the Iowa State side, uh, another one of the kind of things that sometimes fall between the cracks. You got the uh, vote kid that's out there playing the NCAA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The NCAA championships.
1: Look at that! Was what he did? I think they played that in Texas. Yeah, in Austin, I believe. You're right. Yeah, and didn't he shoot sixty-one? Sixty-one.
2: God. I mean, I... that's incredible. I can't even fathom. Yeah, me either. I mean, I'm like. On a good day of 15, probably a 20 handicap, Yeah, right in that range. I can't fathom being good enough to basically hit the green every time in regulation, to drive it where you want to, to hit putts from all over the place. And he he did. I mean, for me, I I get pumped up when I hit a 12-footer for par. (laughs) Oh, hey, look at that. I mean, hitting bombs for birdies and eagles, and I, I just, I can't it is baffling a 61 and to do it when you're 21 years, years old, old yeah.
1: and and you're playing in that in that right. in that setting yeah. in that type of high pressure competition mm-hmm. so hey i hope the kid is successful look i watched a, and you're going to laugh at me i watched a little of the uh women's uh college golf yesterday <laughs> when i got home because the weather was so lousy wow. i was just flipping around Jimmy anything B. anything anything please anything you found anything and, and Ladies are smacking the ball. And I saw two holes in one. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it's entertaining. And they were playing in the rain as well. I felt bad for them. So, you know, one of those kind of deals where the weather just isn't nice anyplace, probably unless you're out west or maybe Florida right now. That's about it. Because throughout the rest of the country, it's lousy. Okay, we're coming right back. Sean Tomlinson, Bleacher Report, the National Football League. We're going to see what Sean's going to do for a touchdown dance. It'll be fun. Coming up next, right here, the Big Talker, 1700.
0: 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. Of course, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rate supply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment non return and other facing conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends and now for something deliciously different from Wendy's. Wendy's Double Stack is still an option in the four-for-four. Four. With a quarter pound of fresh beef, four nuggets, fries, and a drink. That's a deal so good it should not exist. Like how owls shouldn't be able to turn their heads all the way around.
3: Who?
4: Wouldn't like that deal.
0: The four for four with your choice of a double stack junior bacon cheeseburger or
5: crispy chicken BLT. A deal so great it's impossibly good, but not for long. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes four-piece chicken nuggets, small fries, and a drink. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii.
1: It's not a garden. It's a canvas. And this spring, the Home Depot has everything you need to fill it with colorful annuals, like 1.56 pint proven winners annuals. Special buys at three for just twelve bucks. Add a splash of red here, orange and yellow there. Turn that patch of dirt into a work of art and paint yourself a landscape. Get a fresh take on spring with colorful select proven winter's annuals. Three for just 12 bucks. Now it's.